Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Wide Array of Sports Takes. I'm Andrew DeStefano. You can find me at SportsGuru716 on Twitter or at WideArrayOfSportsTakes.wordpress.com. I post daily fantasy football content, um, hockey content, Buffalo sports-centric stuff, NASCAR, League of Legends, when that's going on, whatever. Um, kind of tickles my fancy at the time, but right now it is mainly football and hockey. So today I'm going to do this kind of fast. I have my fantasy football rankings that I updated today, last second. You know, some players are playing, like Tua Tagovailoa. Todd Gurley might play or probably is playing. Um, Julio Jones is probably playing. Players are moving up my rankings. I'll lightly go over that because there aren't a lot of new names. And then I will cover the San Jose Sharks as part of my 31 NHL teams in 31 days. That's coming to, you know, we're rounding the corner on that. And then after that's done, I will do more hockey stuff. I have top 20 lists at each position, a top 25 under 25 um, year olds. I have, you know, a th- I'm thinking, obviously I have my um, contract, you know, free agent contract list rankings that I did to determine my cap efficiency results and things like that. So first things first, Probably you're here for the fantasy football rankings. Um, quarterback wise, like I said, two was in here. I have him 24th. I don't know how well he's really going to do. I would say that's a big risk if you're going into the playoffs. Um, next week, this is a make or break week for you. Tua probably isn't the guy. Um, Lamar Jackson, I have ninth now because he's probably playing on Tuesday. Um, you know, there is a little bit of movement because of that, but not much. Running back wise, we have Miles Gaskin moving up to the mid teens, like I, you know, anticipated yesterday. You know, I was waiting till he came off of IR officially. He has. I have him thirteenth this week now. As a result, um, as I mean, like I said, as a result, I have some ripple effect felt in my rankings. Todd Gurley is now in the rankings. He wasn't before. Brian Hill is out. DeAndre Swift is also out in my rankings. Um, Gurley, I have 29th. I would consider him a flex play this week. I wouldn't consider him an RB two only because I, I mean, I don't know how, what much they use him. I mean, he's coming back this week. How much will they use him is unknown. I just know he's the lead back at the very least. And that is worthy of starting consideration somewhere in your lineup. Um, with Swift out, Peterson and Johnson move up because as you remember last week, both were viable flex options with Swift out. And once again, this week, I think it's possible that they both can do that. David Johnson, I have as my highest 50-50 guy. Obviously, he is back this week. How much is he going to play? I mean, he's the starter. But him and Duke Johnson split you know, a lot of snaps because Duke is more of a PPR threat where David is an all-around back. So it's reflected in my rankings 38th, 39th. Um, it's truly a pick your poison. I'm not playing David Johnson, but that's also because I have guys like Hunt and, um, geez, I, I mean, I have a few guys. I have Drake, I have Hunt, I have somebody else that's really, oh, Miles Gaskin. So in my one league, I don't even have to worry about playing David Johnson, but he is there if you need him. Daryl Henderson, I have dropping because now it is seeming more like uh, Cam Akers is going to definitely get those touches. And yeah, I mean, there's a ripple effect felt at this point. I wouldn't want any of these guys 
playing in my lineup going into the playoffs. If you have to, though, there are 50-50 options there. Wide receiver, there were no new names to the wide receiver or tight end list. And really, the only big thing that happened in wide receivers, well, two things, actually. Julio Jones moved up. I have him 13th. You know, he's officially playing this week. As a result, there was a ripple effect felt in my rankings through the top 40 almost. DJ Shark also moved up. He's definitely playing. And being the number one wide receiver in Jacksonville, he has potential to be a top 20 wide receiver any week in fantasy. I think he is a definite flex option or a lower tier wide receiver three. And then tight end, there really wasn't much movement at all. Um, Eric Ebron was getting a lot of targets last week, so I did move him up to seventh. But really, besides that, I don't think that, you know, you shouldn't be digging deep at tight end unless you, you know, listen to my pick your poison yesterday. And I did say Austin Hooper and Kyle Rudolph are viable matchup options and I have them 10th and 11th in my rankings for a reason because that's about where you are you know if you have the you know 8th through 10th best tight end in the league as your normal week-to-week guy you should be playing by matchup and not by um you know him all year because at that point it's very inconsistent your results Zach Ertz I have 15th I still don't know you know we don't know how much he's going to play this week will he be you know brought in slowly because Godert's fine or not so Hopefully these rankings helped you. As per usual, next week going into week one of playoffs, I will have Thursday rankings up, and I will have um, them updated for Saturday and Sunday as I did this week. So now San Jose Sharks, 31 and 31. I have them finishing 28th out of 31 teams. They are really... They're an interesting team because for years they were really good, but they never could get the job done. They never could finally hoist the trophy at the end. And, I mean, as a result now, they are, you know, past their prime, and they're rebuilding and retooling, and they're just not there yet to make a push. Um, some additions, they brought the, you know, Patrick Marlowe back. I mean, they traded for Ryan Donato, Devin Dubnik, signed Matt Nieto. I have them 31st in cap efficiency. I don't think they did very well this year. I know these two contracts here I have listed. In one way, in terms of one-way contracts, paying these guys league minimum, those are great deals. But you look at the Kevin LeBanc deal and things like that, and, I mean, they didn't have a ton of contracts they signed this year. So when LeBanc gets paid way too much and at, like, $4.8 million, that offsets, you know, these two great deals tremendously because of how bad the deal is compared to how much these they paid for these two guys. So look at the Sharks. Um, I mean, the top five, if you take out Donato, is okay. That's a solid, you know, team going forward to build around. Logan Couture is kind of older, but I like Hurdle. I like um, Meyer. LeBanc does his job. He's just getting paid too much. And maybe this year he finally takes that next step and earns that money. But based on last year, which was a down year, it doesn't look that good. Now their bottom six is where it's kind of concerning. Like Nieto is good analytically, but Marlowe is past his prime. Sorensen, Samela. I mean, what do they really have here? Now Noah Gregor is probably going to play um, significant time this year. But I wouldn't be surprised if Gambrell goes in, Latunov goes in. Blitzfeld, I mean, these guys could end up making this team out of camp because of how much it struggles in the bottom six. I think they will need some scoring 
I think Ryan Donato is not going to be a big impact player. And maybe you're looking at a guy like Glitchfeld or your Turk and coming into this lineup and playing that top six role only because they really don't have, you know, that punch up there to put the puck in the net. Like their first line is good, but you take that away. And now I don't know if this team is scoring three goals every night. Um, defense, obviously they have two very, very good defensemen and um, Burns and Carlson. Vlasic's getting up there, but he's viable. Even Ryan Merkley, I think there's a lot of promise with him. I think he could be a very, very good defenseman in this league, but it will be his rookie year. And who knows how much he will play given these two defensemen are there. I project them both playing the first power play, and then Merkley's probably the quarterback of the second. The left side of their defense, this is where it is kind of troublesome. Like I said, Vlasic serves his purpose, but Ferraro and Semek, Simic, Middleton, like these guys are not, you know, top four defensemen. I like they're gonna have a revolving door there of defensemen and I mean, this is this is where they struggle. If they have an injury to Vlasic, I don't know what they're going to do on the left side. I mean, this team is very, you know, very bad. And looking at it, like, it's just not, it's just not good. It's not going to be a good year for San Jose. I don't think San Jose, I think San Jose has a better chance to just fight for the lottery pick than fight for, you know, the Stanley Cup. Um, there's a lot of good defensemen in this year's draft. Maybe they, you know, there's four defensemen projected in the top five. You know, maybe they get a left-handed defenseman that can, I mean, play a left side and, you know, play him right away at 19 years old or 18 years old or whatever next year. And he'll probably be better than, you know, what they have here. And lastly, the most concerning part is goaltending. Martin Jones really fell off a cliff last year. Devin Dubnik did as well, but they're willing to test it out. I mean, one of these goalies goes to Seattle after the year in expansion, I think. It's just not, just not a thing. I don't think this team really has any chance of finishing outside of the bottom five in the league. I have them 28th, and I think 28th is, I mean, about right. Um, this team, like I said, is going to struggle to score three goals a night, and they're going to struggle to keep three goals out of their net. This, it's just, I have not felt all this entire time. I've never looked at a team in my 31 and 31 and said. I don't really know what to say. It looks so bad. I don't know how it gets better. Like their top line is solid. And then, you know, Hurdle and LeBanc are solid. I mean, their right side of their defense is solid, but there's so many holes. This bottom six, Donato, the left side of the defense, the goalies, they are missing a lot of pieces on the San Jose Sharks team. And honestly, I don't, I don't see what they can do to make it better this year. And they're going to get a top five pick next year. And hopefully, like I said, they pick the, defenseman that can play the left side and play significant minutes for them and you know that's a piece to build on going forward because Burns and Carlson are getting older too at a certain point in a couple of years given the way this team is they should really be thinking about dealing them because I mean they lost big on the Carlson trade you know in the end they never won the cup and they're losing big on it now and Burns is getting up there in age as well so thank you for listening tomorrow um I'll go over kind of like I did this past week. I mean, a couple of weeks ago when the Bills were on by, I went over the games that I kind of watched and, you know, gave my take and, you know, whatever kind of I noticed on Sunday in Sunday's games. And I'll go over that tomorrow. Um, obviously, 
I may give a little bit of take on what fantasy guys you should play tomorrow. I mean, there are six teams left after today. And I mean, maybe you have to make decisions between a, a Washington football team player or a Dallas Cowboys, something like that. I will gladly give some insight. And I'll also go over the St. Louis Blues, which is a team that's much better than the Sharks. So thank you for listening. Hope you come back tomorrow for more content. Like, share, retweet it, do whatever if you liked it. If you have any criticism, message me. If you have any different takes, message me. And thank you for listening, and I hope you come back tomorrow.